0: Love talk radio Thank you for joining me today on BTR radio, as I give you an update as it pertains to the communications with AIG, engaging in fraud with CMI and Walmart Company, and their relation to the GT law firm. As many of you may be aware, over the last two episodes, I covered the federal probe against GT law, as well as the role that Walmart and CMI have played. And in the course of these episodes, I've been updating you with regard to email communications and the like from these agencies. The last communication that we had received to bring you up to date pertained to an August 4th. And in August 11th, email communication that was disseminated to me by GT Law from their president, Ernest Greer, as well as one of his associates in the office. And I received that at 11.05 p.m. To that end, that communication purportedly involved AIG's involvement in this particular scandal, as I would like to begin to think of it, and which for the very first time in several months, they implicated AIG and Chubb Insurance Company as the individuals who they were basically asserting were involved in these illegalities. And so at some point in time, we were contacted by AIG. I guess they had been following the show because when we originally tried to reach out to AIG, we didn't get any response, and then we did the second show, and then after doing that second show, we received communication from AIG, literally attempting to clear their involvement, if you will, in this particular matter, and they brought us up to speed, so allow us to do that now. AIG's corporate office is purporting that, A, they had no knowledge of any communications had between GT law my office, and or any matters pertaining to CMI and Walmart until, and they're purporting that despite months of communications between these offices, they were never aware of the extent of the communications. They were never aware that there had been any inquest made pertaining to their role with Walmart and or CMI, and moreover, any inquest for federal probe. To that end, AIG's corporate office as you know the CEO is Peter Hancock they're purporting through their office that they received a file from CMI to seek their cooperation through their quote-unquote vendor services in the month of August that came after our August 3rd show so if you recall the show that was initially done on August 3rd basically was a request for us to ask for and to seek and to assist in a federal investigation pertaining to RICO violations, both civil and criminal. and an effort to clear themselves, GT Law went back through months of email communications and on August 11th finally provided us an email that implicates AIG stating they, in fact, are the insurance company. They, in fact, are the ones that are involved. And AIG says, hold up, time out. That's not quite true. Allow us to explain our involvement with Walmart. And they said this, we are the insurance company for Walmart. However, up until August, we never knew that there were any problems in the administration of any claims and or manners involving Walmart. They have never, ever, ever, Walmart, CMI, and or GT Law advised us of any open claims, any allegations of handling of claims, and if so, we would have immediately allowed the public to know our role in providing insurance coverage for Walmart. This is where the rubber meets the latex because what they're claiming is they never, ever, 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 ever knew that CMI and Walmart. Were the same subsidiaries. Isn't that something? They are claiming that they were never aware that CMI, the claim management company, that is a subsidiary of Walmart, that benefits from Walmart, that appears on Walmart statements and the like, even though they have a separate board of directors and even though they have a different corporate structure, they are a subsidiary of the Walmart companies. And they're claiming we never even knew that until August. Really? You had me, AIG, until you pulled that stunt. And then once you pulled that stunt, you started making me think of the corrupt CEO, the criminal CEO, who currently, according to the appellate courts of New York, is going to face a fraudulent trial after what? Trying to wait 11 years to defraud the people of the state of New York and throughout the United States, and even after an $85 billion benefit from the United States government called a bailout? That was the person, Maurice Hank Greenberg, that was running AIG, and now I'm supposed to believe that under the quote-unquote leadership of Peter Hancock that is being ran any differently? You guys had me up until you pulled that stunt. Then it made me reflect on the billions of dollars that your former CEO, Maurice Hank, middle is really are, but they call him Hank in New York, Greenberg, along with your general counsel, your financial advisors, as well as your chief operating officers engaged in defrauding the people of New York and the United States, millions of dollars, millions and millions and millions of dollars, and despite the Obama administration sitting on its hands and allowing AIG to allow him to just simply resign and now head up Stars insurance company in furtherance of his criminality and fraud, besides eric holder and i'm giving him a pass there must be a new york thing because eric holder is my homeboy from the bronx new york and there must be some kind of connection because now you have the attorney general loretta lynch also from north carolina by way of being in new york in the eastern district who gave him a pass now you still have the corrupt same operations that's transpiring the exact same corruption that has transpired That AIG then is occurring today, now, despite all of the millions of dollars that they defrauded the American people, despite the American people then having to bail them out after being victims of fraudulent and criminal activity, despite tying the American criminal justice system and the civil system up for 11 years, With frivolous litigation and frivolous appeals, knowing the outcome, knowing it's not going to set precedence, knowing it wasn't in furtherance of trying to change or effectuate any change of law, we now come to AIG purporting that they had no idea that CMI and Walmart were subsidiaries. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you why that is critical information, because federal guidelines require that if you're going to use a quote-unquote third-party administrator, they are to be neutral and independent. Neutral and independent. Let me say that again. Neutral and independent. And in this regard, CMI is not neutral or independent because they are a subsidiary of Walmart. And in furtherance of my position, I rely on the decision of the United States District Court, Colorado, in which Walmart and CMI were tied up in litigation, and they lost that litigation based on the same argument. They were defrauding Walmart employees. Please allow me to pause. This is a Hillary moment. (laughs) Hello, somebody. Okay, just threw that name out there. They were defrauding defrauding their employees who were victims of on-the-job injuries. And they were denying these employees workers' compensation benefits by way of using CMI to manage the claims. And CMI, in turn, would send these employees to their own paid service providers. And those providers in turn would say that there's nothing wrong with these people and they can go back to work. That's the long and short of it. And so the court said, wait a minute, we've got major problems here. One, a disclosure issue, because CMI had failed to disclose that they were a subsidiary of Walmart. Furthermore, that they don't even come close to meeting a definition of a third party administrator. There's no neutrality. There's no partiality. There is no independence." You are to the benefit of Walmart. You're going to make sure the money stays where it's supposed to stay as far as you are concerned. And obviously, I'm not quoting verbatim, but I'm sure those of you in the legal space will be able to pull that case, and you're going to make sense of it as well. The language is very clear. And despite them filing a motion to dismiss, Walmart lost. The court was very clear on how they walked the line, or shall I say fail to in that case, and how they were defrauding their employees. And that was a multi-million dollar lawsuit. So how then does AIG, who's the insurance company for Walmart, gets to come back now and say, hey, guess what? No idea that CMI was a subsidiary or an affiliate of Walmart, Ms. Jefferson. This is news to us. Now, I'm either thinking they thought I was some dumb, stupid little colored girl that they could pass that off on. Yeah, I said it. I, I, I kind of think that they must have thought I was some dumb, stupid little colored girl that they could pass that off over. I'm sure they're used to working with those books, so they must think we're all stupid. Or presuming they probably thought I wouldn't do anything with the information, or maybe, just maybe, we'll tell her that, and this little girl will go away. No, I don't think so. And I think if you follow my eight years of shows and cross-reference that to some of the FBI investigations and some of the indictments that have been issued and some judges that are no longer on the benches these days and some judges that have also been forced into early retirement and some judges, that have been subject to criminal prosecution along with some corporate executives and some major law firms around this country that are no longer operating in the same manner in which they were because they were part of the mortgage crisis. If you look at the history of my eight years on the air doing these shows, you would have known you wasn't dealing with some stupid little colored girl. Surely you would have known that. Surely you would have known that. So I'm going to think the latter that you thought that I wasn't going to do anything with the information you would have given me, I would have been satisfied enough to go away. No, I've been known to take on bigger horses. There's a little country girl in me that loves to ride. I consider myself that New York treat, that delectable treat, part New York apple, part Georgia peach. Hmm, don't look like I'm going nowhere anytime soon. So then, ladies and gentlemen, I get an email from a Carrie Vick, and she is for Vendor Services. And she disseminates an email to me dated August 19th, in which in her email she says, well, my understanding is CMI is doing such and such and such and, well, GT Law is involved and they're handling everything. Well, I'm so glad you wrote that. I'm so glad you wrote that, Ms. Vick, because up to this point, your corporate office refused to put anything in writing that said anything about GTI and or their involvement. They made clear GT, GT Law was not their law firm and that they were not going to give me anything in writing that ever said they acknowledged DT Law's involvement with CMI and Walmart. So I thank you as vendor services for AIG that you reduced that to a writing in your email dated August 19th. I appreciate that. That tells me that there's a breakdown in communications with you and your corporate office. That's what that tells me. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back, and I'm going to tie all of this in for you. Thank you for joining me, Sherry Jefferson, on BTR Radio, as we work toward concluding this episode on AIG's corruption, along with GT Law, Walmart, and CMI. Now, you might be asking yourself, why is all of this so important? Let me explain a couple of reasons why. Many of you are aware that Hillary Rodman Clinton is running for president of the United States. You know, everything always has a political angle, doesn't it? And you're also aware that the billionaireist of Walton family is one of her biggest sponsors next to the Australian billionaire Soros. And so why is it critical? Because when we look at the history of the relationship of the Clintons with the Walton legacy and the Walton companies, and we look at what it has done to businesses in America And we look at how Americans have been called upon to bail out industries and companies like Walmart and AIG. And we look at the little people who suffer every single day. It is worth us covering and bringing some people, even if it's one or two, to a point of asking, how long is too long before the American people take a stand and say, we've had enough of it? If you look at the legacy, if you will, if that's what one wants to call it, of the Walmart brand. And you tie that into when the Clintons first became governor of Arkansas and then found their way into the White House. And then somehow, someway, after John John Kennedy was killed in his plane, found their way into the U.S. Senate seat for a state like New York. And now, to president, candidacy of the United States of America, one has to ask themselves, what is the connection between the Clintons and the Walmart brand, such that it has allowed for the little people the very people that she purports that she's going to represent in the White House, when on the contrary, these are the people that are represented through the foundation, the billionaires, the multi-multi-millionaires, who could give a hoot about the average American citizen, particularly those who fall under the quote-unquote democratic brand. Those people, because what it lends itself to is whether the philosophies of Walmart company, whether those philosophies are as Republican as the day is long, and whether the lie of supporting a quote-unquote Democrat candidate reminds me of the days of state governor Zell Miller in Georgia, who was once a diehard Republican and changed parties to run as a Democrat so that he could win the seat. Remember that? I'm sure there's a lot of people that remember that or the candidacies before that who would die hard Republicans. There's nothing wrong with Republicans. I voted Republican and I voted Democrat. I don't believe a party line election. I vote based on race-specific issues. So we might decide to play that Trump card, that deuce of spade in November, or we might go with Hillary. Who knows? Still undecided. May not vote at all. But what I do know is that if she's going to take a platform and you're going to stand for something, can't be willing to fall for anything. And if you're going to sit there and allow companies like AIG to defraud the American people and then tie up the New York court system for 11 and 12, 13 years with frivolous legal defenses and cost the taxpayers of New York and the people of this country millions of dollars and then be called upon to be bailed out by the very same people Who've been defrauded, and no one takes a stand against any of this. No shape, form, or fashion. We all just sit back and let the chips fall where they may. And we allow big law and big business and big industry to bulldozer over every single body. We allow Walmart to knowingly, willingly, maliciously, and wantonly defraud the American people time and time again, be it Telling black people that they can't work for their company if they're going to dye their hair a certain color because it's not, quote, unquote, professional. So black people with blonde hair somehow isn't professional, but white girl who's not naturally blonde is, I don't know, I guess I'll have to figure that out. Sounds a little racist to me, bigotry at best. Or by denying women equal employment opportunities that most of the males have within the corporate structure even if it means you have to bring in your son-in-law, Pinner Gregory, a relative, if you will, to make sure we keep the men in the family as opposed to allowing any women, be it family or not, to be a true heir to the throne in terms of decision-making, not just simply making financial benefits from the brand or the legacy of Mr. Sam Walton. If we're going to knowingly and willingly have people standing at the doors and certain Walmarts that cater to black and Latinos and check their bags and their receipts while going into other communities, they don't do the same thing. If we're going to knowingly and willingly allow those stores that cater to the black and Latino community and the Vietnamese community from California to New York, to Georgia, to look like slums, but don't do the same for our white counterparts. If we're going to knowingly and willingly place in those stores, bad food, Food that spoils, that's more likely to spoil, that's already past their expiration dates, like in about twenty three zip codes that we've already found that cater to black and Latino and Asians, those who represent the Vietnamese population. If we're gonna do all of that and still profess that we're the American brand, and then we'll be supported by Hillary Rodman Clinton, and she's taken a stance because her pockets would be in line to pay for a campaign that is not going to eventually be to the benefit of the American people to whom she claims she's going to take care of, then there's a problem. And somebody's got to speak up. Why not me? You know, that dumb colored girl. I guess I could do it. I choose to do it. I choose to do it because I'd rather stand for something than fall for anything any day, I'm not going to sit idle knowing that I go into stores and that other people go into stores and you purchase items that are poisonous. And those specific items, like six-star protein, is not sold in predominantly white Walmarts, but is sold and used to patronize blacks. And that company is a manufacturer out of South Africa who was once a supporter of apartheid, and you refuse to put on that package that it's toxic? That the iron can kill you? But that same product is not being sold in certain communities that cater to a predominantly white community, and you think there's no problem with that? And then you rely on a law firm. I never heard of big law having co-presidents, and I've dealt with several of them. But I guess after Obama took office, they said, well, we're not going to actually let a black person lead. So since they are considered three-fifths of a man under the Constitution, oops, we'll let them be co-presidents. So they'll just have a percentage of the presidency of the United States. That's what what we'll give them, a percentage of the presidency for these companies, these big law companies that serve the residents of the United States. Because after all, we don't consider them to be a whole person anyway. So we'll split the duties. I've never heard of any other big law firm doing that before. GT. I guess that's my first. I mean, King and didn't have co-presidents. Never heard that before, unless it's something they recently started. But some of the bigger, big law, quote unquote, you guys got 1,800. But those who got even more than you. Never heard of quote unquote co-presidents. That's what you give to somebody you don't actually think they deserve it, or they can't handle 100% of it, or they're not qualified, or you don't trust that they're going to handle 100% of it. So you develop all of these new, uh, what would I say is a nice word so it doesn't come across too bad. (laughs) Um, You find a safe way to say, I don't think you're qualified, but I know I can't say that you're not qualified, so I'm going to give you a fraction of the duties that someone else would have. I think that's the most appropriate way to say that. I mean, hell, even Walmart has many more employees than you guys. They don't have a co-president of anything. Like Mill and doug is just president. I'm just saying. I don't know of any law firms that do co. But I guess if you wanted to be able to show the Obama administration and a host of others that you guys just get along the go along so you can belong, you just give a couple of black people a title and they were fine with it. And if they're fine representing companies that engage in this type of fraud that targets their specific communities and all they're happy with is getting a paycheck, then my God just take us back to slavery by all means, because that's about the manner in which you operate. That's the mentality. Just do what you can to make the master happy and everybody will be fine. So to that end, when people are asking, why is this so critical? You better believe it's critical because there are people that are suffering. There are people that have died. There are communities in Georgia, Louisiana, Florida, and Virginia where these people have literally been hospitalized from foods purchased at Walmart, food poisoning. I mean, we've been doing our homework on this for a few years now, for the last two, at least. And we have been astonished by what we're finding out, even more so that the Hillary machine won't take a stance and say, what the heck is going on here? I think it was her who said during her, When she ran against Obama That Obama can convince the people Through talk He's the Martin Luther King But she was the Lyndon B. Johnson I'm paraphrasing But it was something to that effect I surely remember she said it Just as clear as I remember her Calling black kids predators To that end If you are Lyndon B. Johnson Then I remember that Texas boy Was getting the job done And he didn't play by any specific rules And he didn't let anybody anybody impact his constituents but you're doing it so how then do we stand to believe that you're going to be any different in the white house you've tried through your machine to be a silent concern in issues that matter and sometimes acquiescence silence is as much a problem as if you speak And so if you sit idle and you do nothing, and I know in the eight years who's listened to my show and who has not, the White House has even listened to my show, and I know it. Obama's administration has clearly listened to my show. Just the same way GT Law the next day has shot out emails and the like to cover themselves. I know that there have been subject matters that I've addressed on this show that the White House has come back within 24 to 48, 72 hours later. And it's no coincidence they've addressed very similar issues, even the recent State of the Union. If you look back at the last eight State of the Union, the president has never, ever, ever addressed the issue of drugs in America, but he did this time around. He's never, ever, ever talked about a, quote, unquote, fair chance program for students and individuals with criminal records, but he has now. So either he or somebody in his camp has been listening. I can go on and on and on and on and on, including the quote-unquote United State of Women program that was put together to give Michelle a voice. Okay? Just listen to my October show addressing the Honorable Michelle Obama. And then a matter of two weeks later, she appears on two different platforms, one where she announces 62 million girls and the other, The United States of Women. So, yes, I know who listens. I know what has happened to judges that I've named in this show. So, it is my hope, my sincerest hope, that the same way PBS and NPR, NBC and ABC and CBS and CNN and others have listened to this show and have gone back and raised these issues with a broader audience, that if nothing else, that that is exactly what shall transpire. Because Walmart, CMI, And AIG and GT Law and Colvin O'Connor are engaging in criminality. And something FBI needs to be done about it. Now, we done paid $85 billion of our taxpayer dollars to take care of these boys already. How much more of our money do we need to continue to pay? Everybody's getting bailed out except for the people that really need it, including those that are currently incarcerated. They're sitting there under bail schedules that the U.S. Supreme Court has now said is unconstitutional. But yet, despite their rulings, despite decisions by the federal district courts and others, they're still sitting in prison because nobody's bailing them out. But we done bailed out car industries. We have bailed out insurance. We bailed out Wall Street, investors, banks. We've done nothing for the American people. So to even come to the conclusion that AIG thought that they could tell Sherry Jefferson a story, and I wasn't going to look into it. And then you get your Vicky or Miss Vicks, Carrie Vicks, send an email that's totally contradictory to everything you said you were going to do. You were never, ever, ever going to acknowledge any involvement with GT law and that you were never going to reduce to a writing that your office was involved with GT law or CMI, or that you knew any work that CMI was doing with GT law on behalf of Walmart. But not only did Miss Vicks send the email, I'm going to upload it. There's all 14 of the Walmart staff included. CMI corporate guy, Max Kant is on there. Penner is on there. McMillan is on there. Every single one of them. Karen Roberts is on there. she got like 14 of all the executive and board members for Walmart and CMI on there, along with, along with, along with GT Law. So, You tell me I didn't hit the jackpot, AIG. Of course I did, especially when you, Hancock, was trying to state, no, I am not under any shape, form, or fashion going to acknowledge anything about a Walmart and a CMI, and we do nothing with GT law. They're not our law firm, and we don't know who they represent or what they're representing. But your vendor services does. See, because when I finished with the R, someone else gave me both their names, and then I contacted them. And then they sent the email, and there's 14 people on that email, CMI's corporate and board of directors, and Walmart's corporate executives and board of directors, and general counsel. Thank you for joining me on BTR, and I hope by the end of this show that there'll be some indictments Well hell, FBI issues them against the G.D. Ford on April twenty seventh, brought them all down for Rico violations. So hopefully GT Law will get served up like G D Fords did, along with AIG, Walmart and CMI. Thank you for joining me on BTR.